Back to Talking Tens with Michaela Curtis and Kinsey Roby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknight. I am Harris Narns with Kenzie Davis and Reagan Hens. Uh, a little bit of a change up to the lineup, a little bit of a spillover tonight, but that's all right. It's kind of good to get a crossover, especially since we're talking the last segment. You guys have sports that kind of hinge on some of the same values in terms of you. It's an individual sport, but you're not judged necessarily by your time or your points or your strokes. No. Uh, it's going to judges. It's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. So I guess what I want to ask next is we were kind of talking about the judges and we kind of got it from Reagan where she's seen instances where maybe there was some bias, but obviously you can't control anything about that. And then you kind of talked about your, your process of getting through the judges that you're just going to do your routine. But have you ever been in a situation where you've kind of, you've tried your best, but you've been a little eyeing the judges a little bit on like, you can't really figure out what's going on with the scores. It's all over the place. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously we're all probably a little bit biased ourselves as well. Um, because we know like how much work we've put in or like what the routine kind of like should look like. So if we hit it good for us, we're like, no, that was good. Like, (laughs) but it's, it's different when I have my bar coach, my head coach, fans, the rest of my teammates, like there's, a bunch of people that can clearly notice the biases Mm -hmm. um and they're not even like super significant it's just little things like you're never gonna fully agree with the judges I feel like but we try our best to you know if there's a score like hey fair like I would have liked it to be a little higher but like I understand that like I probably looked like that so we mostly try to be like that sometimes if we don't agree then yeah we'll get a little have a reaction to it try not to obviously like be super obnoxious to the judges or anything but sometimes it's like are you kidding like (laughs) but a funny story is when I was at regionals this last year in Seattle I went to um bars I had just gotten my career high on vault and that was my first event I'm an individual like I'm not here the team so that was like super cool I was like yes it's gonna be a great meet and I go to bars there's four judges and as I mentioned before in that situation they drop high and low and Mm -hmm. average two my scores for this routine were a nine eight five, a nine nine, a nine nine five, and a ten. <laughs> what? And let me just tell you, I've done some close to ten routines in my day, and that was not that routine. So whatever, <laughs> I'll take it. So that's a situation yeah. where I can, I can honestly say like that it wasn't a ten. Like I, it just kind of wasn't. But you'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll take like it. But mm-hmm. obviously, it was dropped. But so I averaged a nine nine two five, and that was a great score for me. Like I was kind of hoping for like a nine 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 five. Um, but the nine eight five, I was like, "What are you doing? Are you? Did you just see that routine?" <laughs> like, and so it's just funny, but some you know, range high and some range low. It's like good cop, bad cop. So yeah. I have a question for you. Um, is it? I don't know how to phrase this. Um, does it affect you at all? that like fans are like screaming and screaming like during like during like they're loud during your competition because like people will cheer they'll be like reagan 305c 2.8 and then a whistle will go off and once that whistle goes off you're silent oh right no it doesn't bother me at all that people scream um honestly i feel like most gymnasts will tell you you don't even hear a thing especially on beam i can kind of hear on bars Mm -hmm. vault happens too quick and i don't do floor 
I think we just got a picture from DP. <laughs> oh, DP came through. Oh, it's the video. It's the video. Yes, DP. <laughs> yeah, because we're paying attention. Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandra Bullock uh, used to date the owner of 93.7 The Ticket. Or at least took her out for a date. I don't know if they were dating. I think There was a it lot of pictures. Like a prom in picture. <laughs> okay. So they were at least together for a little bit, going to prom and whatnot. And uh, these guys got some video evidence of it. Now we got the proof. But, yeah, so going back to what you said, on beam, I'm so in my head. I mean, gymnastics is seriously, like, 75% mental. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, what you allow to hear. Mm-hmm. I guess some people could be like, oh, yeah, I hear it. But me, it's just, like, me and my thoughts in my gym and, you know, if you're yeah. a little nervous. But I can hear vault, too, because as you run down the runway, people do this thing where they, like, slowly clap. And then as you approach the table, they, like, go. And yeah. I don't like that because that was never a thing in club. Like, <laughs> let me run, let me do my thing, and then here. And I don't know if it's an everywhere thing or just a Nebraska thing. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I know what's coming. The anticipation is there. Like, don't clap. Let me just vault. Like, but everything else is just me and my head. <laughs> so when you guys are, you're kind of in the same sport in terms of how it's judged, anyways. What's like the mindset that you're going into? when you're when the whistle goes off are you like you said do you feel that anxiety or when that whistle goes off are you pretty much locked in at that point and there's nothing that's really gonna deter your focus other than someone falling down the stairs that's kind of when your practice comes into play mm-hmm. because um i think i've said this on the show before once i get on that board like a light switch flips like i'm ready to go um when like obviously before the whistle blows, like I can pick out people I know. Yeah. Like I can hear my dad, let's go Reagan and like <laughs> stuff like that. Like I can pick that out. And so like that scared that I guess makes me more nervous because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I actually know these people. <laughs> like I have to yeah. see them after. <laughs> like um But I think it's just like my my practice comes into play and like yeah, I'm nervous, but I'm like my body knows what it's doing. Like muscle memory will take over. That's true. That makes sense. So how do you feel about the silence? I guess it's like normal. Like that's just how it always is. I have mixed feelings about it because at practice we're always listening to music. Yeah. And so like I'll have my headphones in during like the competition and stuff. But he sent me a space. It's it's one. Sp- oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> the video didn't come through. But um, like it, you'll get to the meet and it'll be completely silent and you're just like ah, me alone with my thoughts <laughs> like it's just um scary or do you feel like unprepared at that point i just feel like i have a million thoughts going through my head mm-hmm. i'm like i have to do this i have to do this i have to do this okay good hurdle like let's get a good setup okay good setup let's get a good come out like an entry but it's like me personally i can really only focus on like one thing at a time or else I get too overwhelmed and I, like, overthink. That probably makes sense, though. You wouldn't want to think about yeah, everything ahead. You just want to nail your first whatever that dive is and then just keep yeah. piecing it together. So sometimes you'll see, like, as soon as that whistle blows, you'll see people already starting, like, their approach. Because they don't want to They don't wanna have to think about anything. Mm, I think that's, that's probably the point. route I take. I never thought about that either. I'm, like... I mean, I can put it together when you tell me, like, oh, that's right, that it's silent mm-hmm. and that it's, you know, you stand there for a little bit, but I don't think about it because it's not my sport. Yeah. But for us, we always listen to music in, um, like, the arena and mm-hmm. loud, too. Like, it, it it's the norm because people try to make gymnastics meets fun. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's the dance cam and there's the finish the lyric thing. And um, at our home meets on the Jumbotron, we literally have, like, we get, like, a four-minute touch 
in between like events yeah so you have four minutes to get on the equipment do your thing get off and then you're already competing again in that time they'll do like which gymnast is it and it's like this is their favorite show this is their favorite whatever and we're like looking up there at the jumbotron like we're like not even we're not as like locked in as you guys are like we're not in a position where we ever are in this incredibly like kind of what I would say is like stressful but maybe that's kind of like a derogatory term say stressful because you know it's stressful for us too but it's supposed to be more pumped up there's music like when I'm on the beam there's songs playing normally I'm singing like in my head or out loud like I'm just rolling rolling with it but and Um, you know your routine right like you said you you know kind of the order that's coming up you guys yeah and that's a little different because you don't does that do you find out like right away right before the meet starts the order comes like you know what dives you're doing but you don't know what the order is. Um, and I mean, we try, I don't know. We don't necessarily try to make dive meets fun. They're just long. <laughs> like big tens is like three hours long. Yeah. And so like we just put our headphones on and we're like, but I would say like we kind of have to keep our like, I guess anxiety or stress at like a bell curve because if it gets yeah. too high, then you're like freaking out and uh-huh. like tense up and you can't be tense. Like you. Yeah. Uh, and, yes, exactly. And if you're, if you're not like nervous enough then like you don't have the competition feel so it's kind of have to be in like a sweet spot Mm -hmm. but it's also knowing when to like turn it on and turn it off because it's so mentally draining when you're in that time you can't ride yeah there has to be some fluctuation so that's a really good point about the bell curve yeah so when you're like trying to be in that sweet spot for three plus hours like you're just absolutely drained by the end of it so So. is that something you guys track like you're the heart rate and stuff for for like practices or because you say bell curve like do you have something that's actually tracking your heart rate no um we've talked about it with sports psych before like okay. that's where the bell curve idea came okay. from um and we kind of just it's kind of just trial and error during like dual mm-hmm. meets we're like all right what works what doesn't like and then when it gets to like championship season that's when we're like okay we know what works we know it doesn't time to put it into play that makes sense and then i guess for, how long are it probably varies, but if you got like a Big Ten meet, how long is that taking for um, you? Big Ten is probably similar. It's probably almost like three hours. A dual meet will be like two hours. Okay. The thing with Big Tens and Big Fives is we'll have a bye mm-hmm. because there's only, I mean, you guys just do one event, I guess, or like apparatus or whatever. Yeah. But there's way more teams than events. So we'll have, if not one bye, at least, or if not one, two. Um, so that's exactly like just letting down and then building back up. But it's funny because it happens a lot more than you think in smaller increments, I guess, because even between like vault and bars, like there's times when I need to be riding this high and then on beam, I try to let down because beam's just different. If you're very like jacked up then that's not going to do you well. Yeah. Um, and then after beam, like I don't do floor. So I take that time and I'm like, okay, calm down like just relax and be tired. And I try and tell myself to be tired. Um, and then once we change leotards and it's time to come back out and compete because we warm up everything first and then we come back out and you hear the national anthem and you hear all that, then it's time to get jacked up. And then, you know, my teammates are going in front of me and it's time to calm back, calm down. Cause I still have a little while and then I compete. So it happens in little moments throughout the entire competition as well. Cause we're just, we're going, 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 but right. Yeah. That makes sense, though, because I feel like that'd be the hardest part with those sports, um, kind of like golf and that as well, is where you're you're just waiting. It's like very, you, it's very mental. Yeah, like basketball, you tip the ball off halftime. That's probably your only ramp down, then ramp back up. 
football same thing once the game's going mm-hmm. you're just in it you there's no there's no cool down period anymore um so yeah that one's that one's always interesting to me how like individual style performers have to get ready has there ever been situations for you guys where your heart rate you just felt like it was way too high and didn't, you didn't perform very well as a result mm. um i don't know like if my heart rate's been too high i know like I've been super, super, super nervous and like my, like my hands was shaking and Mm -hmm. I like couldn't calm down. And so I like couldn't catch the rhythm of the board or we get off the bus to Minnesota, which is like a six and a half hour drive. And Mm -hmm. like 45 minutes later we're competing. And so like my body's just not warm. Yeah. But, um, I've never really noticed like my heart rate specifically. I've noticed like the effects of it. Okay, that makes, that makes sense. What about you, Kinsey? Um, I I have, and it's a super like vulnerable position to be in, and also frustrating because I know physically I can do the gymnastics, but mm-hmm. like whether it's psychologically or it, then you know you have physical effects, you can feel it just like that if you're shaking or something, and it's like no stop, like you're ready, like I'm trying to recite these like confidence boosters mm-hmm. in my head, but there was one, it was the inner squad, one of the inner squads before this past season, which we only do like two. And I had had like coffee and like, (laughs) you know, it's hard to eat when you're nervous sometimes like that. And it was like at night. And so it was just like Gatorade and coffee and Gatorade shoes and whatever. And I just remember like having all this build up and I just needed to not do any of that and just do my gymnastics. But I was so worried about being tired or being Mm -hmm. gassed and not making it through my routine that instead you know, I definitely like I was on the beam and beam. I can pretty much, I have more of like a sharp and aggressive rhythm versus Mm -hmm. like cool and calm because I will never be cool and calm. So it's easier (laughs) for me to like hide it by being like hyper aggressive. But, um, I just remember being so shaky and I'm like, Oh my God, this is a terrible feeling. You started feeling the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My legs were like doing that. And I was like, okay, stop. You'll hear hear me sometimes on the pool deck be like my coffee to water ratio is off. Like I am, I'm tweaking right now. (laughs) I really will. I'm glad it's like not something that just is one for, I'm glad you get it. Cause it's definitely a thing. Coffee will definitely do that to you. Like in my mornings, uh, like I, I'll like panic sometimes cause Say I forget to eat supper that night because, you know, working at the radio station. Then you just get home, pass out. Then you wake up. And then first thing you have is three cups of coffee. Then you're like halfway through the pot. And then you're like, I still haven't eaten. I've skipped two meals. And then you just start shaking. Yeah. Yeah. Involuntary shakes. It's hard to calm down. Anxiety too. Like the other day I was, we were just working camp. And I was like very, just like you said, like tweaking out (laughs) and like kind of like picking up my fingers. And I like had anxiety and my teammate Kat was like, well, did you eat today? I was like, yeah, I ate. But she was like, well, you've had some coffee. So I was just seeing if you (laughs) balanced it out. (laughs) Yeah. But that being said though, we do got to go to a break here. Uh, We'll keep this conversation going. We might have Reagan off. She might be heading out. I think she's actually got some things to do here. So we'll see on that one. But nonetheless, we will keep it going for one last segment here, here on Ticket Weeknights.